Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the iTalk Credit Radio Show with your host, Ira Royal. Using financial literacy to inspire, motivate, and empower people to set and achieve goals in all aspects of life. Join us every Thursday evening, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Cat Builder Network. To be a guest or for more information, go to italkcredit.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Italk Credit Show. This is your host, Ira Royal, where we educate, empower, and challenge people to take control of their financial lifestyle. You know, we had to take a couple of weeks off. We had a... Um, some technical difficulties, um, but we're back. We're back, and we're going to be bringing you, you know, good information, great music, um, good, funny, comedic segments on a weekly basis. But, you know, I think it was the universe kind of telling us we needed to take a break, we kind of regroup, um, because at that time when we had that technical difficulty, that kind of marked our six-month period of doing the show every week, Right. So that was our six-month time frame. Now we're on our second six months going on to our year. So I'm excited, I'm energized, I'm refreshed, and we got some really great guests ahead, um, not only today, but ahead, you know, going into the future. And we're just going to continue to keep pressing along and bringing valuable information, right? Um, challenging people who are listening and take control of their financial lifestyle. And to do that, educating you, empowering you, again, challenging you, making sure you have the tools you need to be successful, right? And as we say on every single show, the information that you get here is that we're planting seeds right now, right? Take this information, research it, see how it pertains to your life. As I say every week, there's no color approach to financial literacy. One size does not fit all. It's for you to get the information, tailor it to your life, so you can see positive results. Because ultimately, it's up to you, right? It's the whole, you can take a, a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink kind of mentality. We're going to keep bringing you this information, but I want you to grab it and run with it. So today, today we have Jamal Bolger, financial literacy activist and entrepreneur. And we're going to talk about this new track that Jay-Z just dropped on, on June 30th. It kind of had entertainment buzzing, definitely had a lot of different, you know, um, on social groups buzzing in terms of what he's talking about. He touched on a lot of topics about financial literacy, credit, um, touched on wealth building, touched on legacy or, or leaving something behind for your children. So we're going to have a little discussion about that um, and see if we can kind of get into the root cause analysis of what he was talking about and why he chose to do that, or our own opinion, right? Um, next, we're going to have James Matthews from, and this is a, and first of all, let me say this. He's a managing director of Blueprint in Charlotte, but he is actually, so this organization is going to completely turn the financial advisor industry upside down. This is what I believe. The way they're approaching how they're going to get clients and how they're marketing themselves and their core beliefs on education and, and targeting people who are just starting out in their career, I believe it's revolutionary, and I think they have really something special. So I definitely wanted him to come on the show and, and talk to you about what they're doing in Charlotte and how um, – give you some information, of course, and then how you can contact him if, one, you need his services or you're interested in being a part of this team. Um, I think they're going to bring a lot to the game, and I'm very, very, very um, just honored to have him on the show today. And so we're going to take a quick break. When we're going to come back, Mr. Boulder and I, we're going to talk about this um, this track, and then we're going to have Mr. Matthews come on, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about Blueprint. And hopefully, hopefully, comedian Jay Cornelius George will come on the show today. He had a show in Washington, D.C., um, so he might not be able to make it, but if he does, bless us with his presence, that'll be great. So sit back, enjoy a little bit of new edition, and we'll be right back. You're listening to iTalk Credit and the Capital Network. 
it hot for you. Now let me set it off in the right way. You got a banging booty and a tight waist. I've been a fan since I met you in the lobby. And hopefully you end up over my place. I can't believe I never saw you coming over. Until you put your pretty hand up on my shoulder. I want to touch, I want to kiss, I want to hold you. Yeah, I really want to get you high tonight. Come on. So tell me what I got to do to get the hookup in the future. Baby, you choose the night, whatever you like. And I'm going to pick you up on time. And it's cool if you don't want to. But you be a fool if you don't want to. Because I guarantee that if you with me, you're going to be feeling how you're supposed to be. to make financial planning affordable and accessible for the next generation. We'll work together to understand what makes you, you, and how to use your money to design the lifestyle of your dreams. Get your financial house in order. Life's better with Blueprint. For more information, visit us at www.planwithblueprint.com. Blueprint is an agency of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. Securities and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, an affiliated broker-dealer member, FINRA, SIDC. Welcome back to the iTalk Credit Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. We're going to bring on Mr. James, I'm sorry, Jamal Boulder, financial literacy activist and entrepreneur. Jamal, how you doing, brother? What's up with you, Brian? How you doing today? Man, I cannot complain. I'm, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, every day above ground is a good one. That's right. That's right. So, all right. Let's talk about this song that was dropped on on June 30th that, you know, has everybody buzzing and some people are saying it's amazing. Some people have heard some criticism out there about it. But um, let's talk about the the aspects of the the song that really spoke to, you know, what me and you are out here on the front lines doing and just fighting for financial literacy, right, and financial education. So, first of all, 
let me get your opinion of the song overall in that regard, um, and then we can kind of, you know, have a discussion about it. Hey, Jamal, you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, okay, okay. So 444 dropped on that day, man. And then, you know, he gave us the story of OJ. And uh, one of the things, you know, I want to say, first off, thank you for having me on, man. We get a platform. We get to talk about these things. And I'm glad he did it. He got to spread the word for people and let them know what's going on. But I'm kind of, it's, it's bittersweet for me because at some, pe- so at some point, people should know about this already, you know? And some of those things are over people's heads. And there's there's some things that are like underlying tones. The first part, it comes in like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And you know who did uh, Bugs Bunny? The Warner Brothers? That's right. He's trying to Warner Brothers. <laughs> you know? I like it. He's trying to Warner Brothers. And, uh, and forget living rich and dying broke. I don't want to cuss on your station, you know? But uh, those those are some real things. Those are things that take patience. Um, you know, all all of those things. It's, it's it's not just about credit. It's a lot deeper than that. It's you know, I think it's some it's a part of some social stuff that was ingrained in us for a long time now, and it's uh, bringing up that conversation. Definitely, and, and you know, so we know that. Jay-Z or, you know, Sean Carter, however you want to talk to him, he has a way of kind of influencing the culture. And depending on his narrative, you know, he can have people buzzing about a certain watch, he can have people buzzing about a certain drink. And hopefully by him, being, um, you know, bringing attention to financial awareness, he will create some buzz around that. But, I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's, really, he, it's not like he's, you know, saying anything in here that people should not already know. However, I do appreciate him doing it because, Maybe people will listen to him more than a Tony Robbins or, um, you know, someone who's on TV that doesn't look like them, and they're saying, oh, okay, if Jay-Z's talking about get your credit right, or if Jay-Z's talking about we need to own our own home, or if Jay-Z's talking about we need to have some type of plan so we can leave some type of legacy for our kids, then maybe we should do it. And, and you know, you kind of don't want yeah, to that that's what it to have that message come across. Um, because, of course, he's in a way higher tax bracket than, you know, myself. Um, but I appreciate him doing it because at least he's starting a conversation, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's talking about a lot of things, even even delayed gratification with investments. You know, I bought a, a, a picture worth $1 million. One year later, it's worth $2 million. A few years later, it'd be worth $8 million. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. He's, he's, giving, he's, he's really giving, giving us some game. You got to respect he, he is, and nobody's talking about that though, and that because that that's what I appreciated. What other? Um, I mean, we have a lot of conscious hip hop artists, right? They talk about social yeah. activism. They talk about the plight of the African American community, um, but not a lot of them really have that talk about that money factor, right? In, in a way that is progressive, um, and so even yeah. with that lyric that he said right there, and talking about that picture you know, appreciating and value, and then at the end of it, he's like, I'm living, leaving this to my kids. That's so important because we know we don't talk about that in our community. You know, it's it's always let me get what I can get now, and then anything after, the kids will have to deal with it. But he's talking about leaving something behind so they can have a better life, you know, than possibly what he had growing up. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Um, I think, you know, one of the action things we should take away from that and where we can, like, how can we apply it is that, you know, right now I can't, this moment right now, not saying in the future, but at this moment right now, I can't afford to buy a $1 million painting. You know what I mean? So my investment has got to be a little, a little smaller, a little more humble, you know? So how do we, how do we actually create that pathway for our people to make it to where, okay, we start with, you know, what's the action item? What's the process of starting from the small to get to the big? And uh, I think that's where, you know, we need to, you know, we got the takeaways from it, and then there needs to be an action associated with what we do afterwards. So that's what I, I agree. That's what I'm putting forward myself, I agree. And, you know, and I, I, I put it out there to encourage everybody else. Yeah, and I don't think necessarily he's going to do that, right? But 
oh, no, no, other no, people like, um, you know, you and I and, you know, the next um, gentleman that's coming on from Blueprint, he's a financial advisor, really changing the game. Other people like us to really, you know, take this buzz and create, you know, energy around it, right, and, and ask these questions that people aren't hearing before. Some people are never, some people don't hear these type of questions until it's too late, right, or until they're in a, in a situation where they're back against the wall and they have to talk about these things. Um, there's one oh, yeah. line in here that I uh, discuss with you. He's saying, financial freedom is my only hope. Forget living rich and dying broke. Um, and that, to me, stood out even more so the credit, because, uh, you know, that's kind of what we do on the show. But that part really stood out to me, especially the forget living rich and dying broke, because we see that a lot, right? We see that a lot. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of undertones behind it. There's a lot of reason why that we just don't have enough time to go into that. Why do we do that? I mean, you can say it's the oppression. You can say it's because, you know, we've been put in a situation where, you know, we're not gaining as, as, as quick as everybody else. But just the, the nuance around living rich and dying broke, I think that's speaking to the type of things you invest in. I think that's speaking to what you do with your money while you're living and, and being aware of, you know, what's going to happen when you pass away. And for me, I, I think about that with my kids. Like, I want to do things that set my life up a certain way so when I'm gone, my kids can reap the benefits of some of the successes that I've had in my life. So that's when I see that, I immediately think about my kids and what am I going to leave behind, whether that's life insurance, whether that's some assets, whether that's a business, um, just anything I can do so when they step into the world, they can say, hey, look, okay, I have these things. Now it's time for me to build upon it for the next generation. Most definitely, bro. Like at this very moment right now, I'm sitting on, a privately owned lake, black owned, beautiful, sitting out here, and it's something that he's leaving to his family. Will be here for generations, and you know these are the things that we have to aspire towards. Uh, it starts with you know home ownership, financial planning, proper investment, but we got to know where to go and you know who to who to go to. So you know we can argue theory and things like that, but. It's got to be really people taking action once again. So, yeah, I'm glad we out here doing it, putting it out there. And Jay-Z gave us that, that good talking point that's going to have a lot of people talking. Like right now is a great time to pull people into the conversation. That's right. Yeah, I definitely agree. So open it up to uh, a wide you know, the whole, the, the whole verse where you said um, you want to know what's better than throwing money away at a strip club, credit. Um, you mean, you've seen that a lot on social media now. Um, I think it's funny because you're probably seeing that and people who are going to strip club that night for money. But, you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it because, it, to me, it just makes you think, like, man, right, you know, what is my credit score right now? If if that verse does nothing more than have people think to, well, what is my credit score right now? That's a success because most people don't even pull their credit report, right? Most people don't even know what their score right. is. So. I hope yeah. that creates some urgency to say, well, I'm going to go throw this money in a strip club. I can't change that overnight. But I'm going to at least go to, you know, my annual creditreport.com and pull my you know, file to see what's on there, see what my credit score is. So I hope that happens. we got to start small somewhere. we got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Awesome, awesome. Well, man, I, I wanted to get the songs. I wanted to play it, but Title um, has that thing on lock, man. I couldn't even get it. Um, I couldn't oh, yeah, um, <laughs> download it at all. So I wanted to play it, but maybe I'll do it another time. But, you know, again, yeah, that's, the, that's the other I lesson appreciate you're giving, the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right right Imagine how much the Carter's, the Carter family, the Carter legacy is getting right now just off of this. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, now is the perfect time um, to use this energy that's surrounding money and financial literacy to make sure people are, you know, taking this information and looking, you know, looking in the mirror at their own lives. And, you know, we all mm-hmm. approach it as we're challenging you to take control, but we're not degrading you, right? We're not judging you. We're not pointing a finger at you, but we're going to challenge you because at the end of the day, I know I needed to be challenged. There's a lot of times I needed people to push me and say, hey, Ira, you know, you know this, but it's, it's, it's one thing to know something, it's another thing to do it. So everybody needs to be challenged at some point, especially if there are areas that they're weak in or they're not as knowledgeable, they're ignorant of those areas. 
Um, and as it turns to financial um, education, most people are ignorant, unless you grew up in a household that was really a student that really taught you that and was proactive about it. Um, other than that, most people are, are kind of blind, you know, they're kind of blind in the forest dealing with this thing called money management. So um, we'll see, man. Hopefully we take this and we run with it and we create some, um, you know, just something out of it. I don't know what to create out of it. We're going to create, we're going to do something. Most definitely, man. I'd like, you know, one of the things, a challenge I'd like to or put out or something I'd like to see is other artists actually embrace that and, and put more knowledge out there. Yeah, that would be great. You know, talking about the one, the one thing, one time thing, or if it's you know, it can create some sort of ripple effect or movement. You know, Kendrick does some stuff. You know, uh, J Cole and others, but you know, if we could get it a little bit on a wider level, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, and um, not only you know entertainers, but some of our athletes. Well, you do have athletes doing it. I think it was Marshawn Lynch. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you know he was really good at investing money. He helps his teammates invest their money and manage their money. Um, and I think he does like a little course with him independently. So um, that's good. Definitely agree with you, man. If this turns into something where a lot of artists start jumping in here and talking about, you know, some of their successes with money and, and to me, even more importantly, their failures, right? Like I want them to talk about, you know, I tried to invest in this and it failed or I tried to do this with my money and I failed because there's a lot of things you can learn from failures. I don't want to just hear about, oh, I bought this, you know, this million-dollar condo, and in five years it's worth $10 million. Tell me about some of the times where you lost money and what you learned from it. And I think that will even go further, right, because you're showing people that you're human too. Exactly, man. Just I want to put some uh, energy out, man, some good reading, something I've been reading. Like I'm reading it like the tenth time. I think everybody should read it. Uh, the Richest Man in Babylon by George Clanton. Okay. Don't know if you've read it, but definitely check it out, The Richest Man in Babylon. That's a good read. I think everybody should soak it up and uh, just had to put that energy out there. Nah, thank you. I appreciate it. The Richest Man in Babylon. I'll make sure I you know, hit up my um, Amazon account and order that. Always looking for good books, one that's going to you know have me look at things from a different perspective and and, and gain more knowledge. So I hope everybody that's listening do that. You know, instead of going out buying something that would depreciate value, go out and buy something that will actually, you know, put some knowledge into you that you can go out and use that information to, you know, I'm not saying you're going to turn into a, a um, you know, a super investor overnight or you're going to make I guarantee you Jay-Z dollars. has nine. He got it in his library. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's knowledge, right? It's knowledge. Exactly. So, go out and get the book. So, so great, man. Hey, I appreciate it. And you know, we'll get you back on the show, and we can wrap, um, chop it up some more, and and, and bring some more positive energy and empowerment, and, and and just education to the people listening. I really appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on, man. We got to get you to the city, bro. We got some events coming up, and uh, want you out there, man. But we'll yeah, talk. I'm down, man. Yeah, let me know. All right. Okay. That was Jamal Boulder, again, financial literacy activist and entrepreneur. Um, you know, really good guy. I mean, he's out there on the front lines, just having classes, talking to youth, um, talking to adults. Um, you know, he's an entrepreneur investing in energy. He's doing a lot of things, so big ups to Jamal. Check out the book he was talking about, and we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to have Mr. James Matthews from Blueprint. He's going to come on and talk to us about his new firm, what they're doing in the community, and how they are reinventing this thing we call financial being a financial advisor. Stay tuned. You're listening to iTalk Credit, Cap Building Network. We'll be right back. Pasadena to Medina, bet big, get in between you then. Pizza prognosis, doses, blends 
and bends like Twizzlers. Biggest bit to hurt what's under that skirt. Slow down, son. Who filling them with octane? Got them gassed up, about to get blasted uh-huh. up, son. The last one word the mother, brother, miss him. I seen it when he kissed him at the wake, made his body shake. The high guy in eight fits, the eyes smoke tint, rap terror, four chrome and terror. Like Two five by the liberals, the fifth is conspicuous. Bad boy six to ninety five, ridiculous. My rap lines is like landmines. One step kaboom, black suit fills the room. To whom it makes concern, Junior Mafia is the click. I have my honey total bucket. That's right. In the middle of the day now, baby, I seem to think of only you. Oh, yeah. Never thinking for a moment, baby, that you've been thinking of me too. Yeah. So I can't wait for the day that we can be together. Are you living with past money mistakes or feel like your finances are out of control? Have you ever told yourself, I'm just not good with money? At Blueprint, we're on a mission to make financial planning affordable and accessible for the next generation. We'll work together to understand what makes you, you, and how to use your money to design the lifestyle of your dreams. Get your financial house in order. 
Life's better with Blueprint. For more information, visit us at www.planwithblueprint.com. Blueprint is an agency of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. Securities and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, an affiliated broker-dealer member, FINRA, SIDC. Welcome back to the I Talk Credit Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. Um, you know, I love 90s music, especially 90s hip-hop. But, man, those songs are very long. They're like five minutes. But I feel I'm big Big fan, big fan, huge fan. So we're going to bring Mr. James Matthews on the line right now. Um, he's from Blueprint, uh, the company, financial advisor, something called um, Blueprint. Blue Prince, I'm sorry, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. James, how you doing, man? I'm good, Ivor. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Thank you for having me as well. Uh, no, man. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I know you guys are super busy over there, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on the show and, and you know, just share about what you're doing in the community and what Blue Pen is all, all about and I appreciate that so much. Um, first of all, let me tell you, you know, I mean, you've had multiple interactions. Just from what uh-huh. I've seen already, um, I really appreciate just the vision that you have with Blueprint. You know, and I know you're going to talk about that a little bit more, but just from what I've seen and your, who you're targeting and what you're targeting and how you're incorporating financial education, and, you know, your ideas around, you know, talking to millennials and making sure that they're engaged and just changing up this whole thing we call being a financial advisor and who they target, I think that's absolutely amazing. And just like I said at the beginning of the show, I think that you're going to completely reinvent the way people look at, you know, just financial advising. Um, So I really appreciate your vision, and I appreciate what you're doing in the community. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. It's always exciting to hear from people that are in the community who – you know, value what we're doing and are excited about it. You know, it's one thing to start a new idea and then it's another thing entirely to have a whole bunch of other people raise their hands and be excited about it too. So <laughs> it tells you that yeah. you're on the right track, hopefully. So we're really excited yeah, about yeah. everything. Awesome. Great. Well, I guess my first question to you, James, is, man, sure. like, where did you get the vision? Where, where, did, where did it come about? That's a great question. So, I've been in the financial services industry in some capacity now since early in 2005. So I've been in the business for a while. And after, you know, going through the financial crisis in 2008 and sticking it out with the uh, the financial institution where I was in, at the time here in town, really got to thinking um, sometime around 2012 or so that, it would be really nice if there was a way for me to do the work that I enjoyed doing with the clients that I worked with who were largely in the baby boomer age bracket and sort of pre-retirees and folks in the first maybe five to 10 years of retirement. If I was able to provide guidance to younger people, because the most common thing I heard from that group of people that I was working with was that they wish they had started 20 years earlier. So, it, it, after hearing that a whole bunch of times, I got to thinking about why they hadn't started 20 years earlier or 30 years earlier and started thinking about, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a way to provide services for those people earlier in the going through all of the different life stages and life changes that we experience between, oh, the like ages of like, you know, 25 and 40. I mean, think about how much stuff we go through in terms of lifestyle changes and how quickly things can change and all of it involves money right so it's you know everything from graduating from college and choosing where you're going to live and what job you're going to have and how much money you're going to make and who you're going to marry and where you're going to live and if you're going to have kids and you buy houses and sell houses and start businesses and there's all this stuff that happens during that time frame but there's very little guidance available to help people through the process while they're making the decisions and really the industry as a whole has largely focused on the people who were successful at all of that on the other end of the spectrum. Once they're already, you know, they have the money they've created through all those 
different endeavors and then, then they want to help them. Right. So I was thinking about this as I was working with these clients and I would be helping their kids sometimes with, you know, making decisions around their employee benefits at their first job or, you know, those types of engagements. And so I started asking people questions about, you know, what types of services would you find valuable and, you know, what, how much would you be willing to pay on a monthly basis to meet with a financial advisor like this and get this kind of help? And the answers ranged anywhere. You'd get sometimes, you know, $25 a month. Sometimes you get as much as $100 a month. It really depended on the person. But it got me thinking about why we don't charge clients for financial advice the same way that we charge or people pay for everything else they buy, right? So fast forward about four years, and I had spent some time uh, working in a call center and managing a team of advisors here in Charlotte and uh, had gone to a conference and had come across a book that basically was making the case for that very thing called the monthly retainer model in financial planning. And it's written by two guys named Michael Kitsis and Alan Moore, uh, who are the co-founders of the XY Planning Network, which is a network of advisors who helps uh, people enter the profession and start their own independent advisory firms. And so I was kind of headed down that path of exploration around, do I want to start my own firm to work with my peers as a financial planner? Uh, when I crossed paths with the CEO of our now firm blueprint, who himself was in the process of looking at um, building a new firm as a uh, sort of uh, sister firm to the firm where he was the CEO and had been the succession plan from the founders of that firm. It's been around town for many decades now. And in us comparing notes and comparing ideas, realized that we were really after the same things, but he was in a position to help make it much bigger than anything I could have ever done myself. And so I agreed to come on board and help create a market for this new firm blueprint to succeed here in Charlotte and, and hopefully beyond. And the feedback we've gotten early on from people has been overwhelmingly positive that everybody we've shown what we're doing to and our process around planning and our philosophy and uh, focusing on financial education is a really big component of what we're doing. Everybody's feedback has been overwhelmingly positive, which is really exciting. And uh, we've got young uh, early career advisors coming on board as well who are eager to, to learn the business and really particularly to be advisors to their peers. And that's really the most, I think, important part of what we're doing is, you know, we want a, a financial planning business where when you look at, uh, you look through our front door on any given day at our lobby full of people, you can't tell who the advisor is and who the client is in the picture that we're all the same people doing the same things. So that to me is the part that's the most exciting is really making this more accessible and more available and affordable for the next generation. I think that's absolutely amazing. And, and a couple of things I want to you know, talk to you about. One, sure. you know, the monthly membership um, model. I know I was, mm -hmm. when I was in college, even before college, like, well, probably in college, but definitely before I got married and had kids, if I had somebody that I could just call and just, you know, talk to about credit and, you know, life insurance and, you know, just managing my money instead of listening to people who don't know as much as I know or, or listening listening to TV or something, I think, you know, I would be light years from where I am right now. You know, like, you, you know better, you do better type of thing, right? Um, so sure, I think that model is absolutely amazing because, like you said, like people pay that for lawyers. They keep them on retainer. Um, there are a lot of different services that you pay on a monthly, and you won't even get half the benefit if you would as some, uh, somebody walking you through how to fill out your W two, I mean your W fours, right? You know, sure. um, you know, if you're starting a business, you know, what type of deductions do you need to take? Those things are things that we face on a daily basis. So I think your model is absolutely amazing. And then two, um, well, you know, you mentioned that when someone looks through your doors, they see people and they don't know who's the advisor and who's the client. I think that's absolutely amazing because I know there's a fear, right? There's an intimidation factor um, with the whole being a financial advisor, sending out in front of somebody, full suit on, you know, they have all these certifications, and you're thinking, man, like, I have nothing. <laughs> like, they're not going to be able to help me because I don't have anything for them to help me with. Or I'm intimidated because you know so much more than me, and I cannot relate to you. So there's a, there's a intimidation, mm -hmm. and then there's a trust factor thing. 
you know, you look sure. like you can be my dad or you look like you can be my grandfather. So, you know, there's a couple of barriers sure. there. And um, I'm glad that your firm is doing it in a way that you're breaking down those barriers and you're really partnering with people rather than that old model of you're sitting across from somebody in a desk and it's kind of like they're looking down on you like you need to do better with your money type thing. Um, so I think, exactly. I think that'll be highly. Well, I think it's the thing that people are really after, you know, and I think it's your point is well taken. And I, you've been in our space before and you, you have seen how it's designed. And, you know, that's all of that's intentional, that we want this to be an open environment where people are comfortable and feel safe talking about their money because it really is sort of the last taboo that's out there. And it's not a comfortable subject for a lot of people. And so we, we have intentionally designed our office space to be one that's open and modern and comfortable and a place where people can hang out and, you know, really feel comfortable getting their money questions answered and hopefully learn something in the process that they can then apply to their situation to make it better. Or, you know, if they choose to actually go through the process of being a member and working with an advisor on an ongoing basis, then we can provide that service for them as well. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, um, especially in just in creating that atmosphere. And, and, you know, I'm so huge on that, just the atmosphere, just the whole um, the whole idea behind making sure people understand that, you know, you're not um, judging them, right? Like I say on this show exactly. a lot, you know, we come from a place of you can and me too rather than you should because when you, say people, when you tell people you can or it's happened to me too, you create this, you create this type of bond that says, okay, this person has made mistakes, so he's not going to judge me, or, man, they're human too, so they won't look at me as, like, I'm, you know, I'm somebody who's an imbecile because I can't manage my money or my credit is terrible or I don't even have life insurance and I have kids or I don't have any assets to my name. They're not going to look at me like that. They're just really going to mm-hmm. try to help me. That alone, to me, you know, and I'll say this, James, whether, you know, people in other firms – you know, whether they that's their intentions, I'm sure it's not, right? I'm sure you have so many, you know, you have hundreds, thousands of financial advisors that that's not their intention. They're not judging people. However, it's kind of hard when you're in that atmosphere and you're just sitting across from somebody and, you know, <laughs> that that bond just has not been created. And some advisors sure. are really There's good a- at doing that, but others are, are not, in my opinion, in my experiences. I would agree. And some of it's unconscious too. It's unintentional, like you said, where it's just the environment where that advisor is practicing. And a lot of that's outside their control. You know, if you're in one of the big banks or big investment firms or things like that, there's just a certain sort of protocol of dress code and of, you know, of decor in the office. And it's, it's largely tailored towards a different clientele than a young professional today. And it's somewhat off-putting. You know, it's it, it's intimidating, and it's uh, it's all the things that you just said. And it's it's interesting you say that. I'm actually in the process of writing an ebook um, for our new website that will be available for download. And I've, that's the, essentially the first half of the book is basically laying that out. It's basically here are the obstacles that have prevented people from seeking financial advice, and that's one of them I mentioned in there. Is you know, the just unintended consequences of the old way of doing things, um, preventing people from getting help that they need. And um, I think it's, it's the industry starting to pay attention to that a little bit more, but it's, you know, it has to be genuine too. It's not as if you can just take a traditional advisory firm and everybody just dress casually and that suddenly solves the problem. It's, it's much deeper than that. It's really more a philosophy of how we, uh, are going to work and serve our clients in terms of making it really about them at the center of everything and, um, you know, understanding them on a deep level and then being able to help them align their money decisions with the things that they're telling us are the most important things to them. And that's a different different way of approaching it than some other firms have done in the past. Yeah, you're right. It, essentially, it has to be organic. You know, it has to be ingrained in your culture. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, and, and you know what I also think, too? I think it has to be easily digestible, meaning, like, cannot talk over people's heads who don't understand what a brokerage <laughs> account is or who don't understand, you know, assets minus liabilities equals owner's equity or, you know, like, they don't understand mm-hmm. those things. 
you know, because they've never been exposed to them before. But it doesn't mean they don't need to learn about it. But how can we have this conversation where I can make it easy for you to relate it to what you're going through on a daily basis? I think that plays an important role. How is Blueprint going to do that? It's a great question. I use a parallel really to the medical community. So if you think about when you go to the doctor, um, you know, the doctor doesn't spend the first 20 minutes of the appointment telling you all of the things he knows, right? He doesn't tell you where he went to med school and go over all the different certifications he has and all those types of things. He's doing things like taking your blood pressure and asking for your medical history and things of that nature, making the interaction about you and your symptoms, not about him. And I think that's part of it. I think that, you know, base competency is sort of an expectation that if we have a prospect or a client that comes into our office to meet with an advisor, well, they're going to assume you're competent or they wouldn't be there, right? So, you know, it's really about us being able to provide a, a level of confidence in that client by having a very clearly defined process and a very clearly defined order of operations that we go through in laying out how we approach their planning and where we come up with the recommendations that we come up with, but also about bringing them into the, the, the process and about us showing them things without telling them what to do and about explaining things to them in a way they can understand. That's why the workshop component is going to be so important for us, I think. It's, it's less about teaching people how to be financial advisors, because that's not really the point, right? We're not trying to teach people how to do what we do. But we're trying to give them information about life and about you know, the decisions that they make on a daily basis about money as it relates to them trying to accomplish the things they're trying to accomplish and giving them some tools to do that better and engaging with us to do the heavy lifting that requires the more advanced knowledge and expertise and so forth. And there's going to be always a subset of people who want to do that stuff on their own, and that's fine. Um, we're happy to, to give information that we have and, and let them take it and do what they will with it. But there will always be a subset of people, too, who are much more comfortable delegating that to a professional. And those are the people that we feel like we'll work best with. But that education piece is really important that they at least understand that there are some things that they may not know that they didn't know they didn't know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and that's always the case. I mean, especially for young adults, kind of we think we know everything, right? Um, your and we're invincible, too. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, kind of switch it up for uh, just a second. But in your opinion, um, what is the number one thing that I know for me, well, I'll, I'll use my case, for example. The number one thing that I wish I had more information about or I wish I um, was more knowledgeable about at a younger age was life insurance. Um, and mm -hmm. I, it really didn't really stick with me. And I, I, I understood what life insurance was about because, again, I used to work in the field where we sold life insurance. But I didn't take it seriously until my children came along. Because for mm -hmm. me, in my mind, it's like, oh, I have forever to do this. It's not going anywhere. You know, I'm good. I, I'll use a little bit that my job gives me, and I'll be okay. But when you sure. have kids looking up at you and you understand that, man, like, if something happens to me, what's, you know, what's going to happen to them? Like, I don't want to leave them, you know, one, grieving for me, and then two, in any type of financial, you know, predicament where they're going without so I know for me it's that whole insurance piece. What about you? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a big one for younger people, and I think you framed that really well in that I think it, this goes back to your education comment from earlier where people understand, I think, at least on some level, that they need to be protecting themselves. And it even goes beyond insurance um, into legal protections, wills and trusts, and all those things too, certainly. But there is, I think – and, uh, and understanding at some level that that needs to happen, but people in general are ill-equipped to determine how much they actually need, like what is an appropriate amount. You know, they hear big numbers. They might hear 100000 or 50000 and you know, relatively that sounds like a big number, right? It's a lot more money than you probably have in your bank account. Um, but they're not trained at determining what that actually represents from an economic standpoint. And so because of that, Oftentimes we'll see people who have maybe one times their salary through their job in group coverage or they have you know, maybe a little bit of disability insurance or something, and they think they're good because they've got what they've got without ever 
knowing how to go about determining how, how much is the right amount. And um, especially, as you mentioned, people with children, it's even more important because now you've got other people that are dependent upon your income. And so we very much believe in protecting your income first because it's the thing that then will fund all of the other goals that you have. And, and as that gets converted into assets on your balance sheet over time, uh, anything that threatens to interrupt or end that source of income could disrupt the entire plan that you've made. So we, we fully believe that that needs to be protected um, before really any other planning can get done because of that. And I think it's a huge opportunity for younger people to get some help. And I think it's one that's often overlooked because it's not really all that exciting and it's not, <laughs> it's not something a lot of people like to really think about, but um, it's really important. Yeah, it's so important. So, you know, everybody that's listening on the show today, you know, oh, man, I can't stress the importance enough of just, you know, sitting down talking with James and his team, you know, about safeguarding your income, um, make sure you're in a position to where if something happens to you and you have a family that you're covered, it's so important. And I know, like you said, James, it's not the, the best conversation in the world to have but it's the most important, you know. James, just a little bit about me. Like, both my parents died three within the last four years. Both of my parents died three or five years. Sorry, about five years. Both of them died. And, you know, just going through the whole burying and funeral arrangements and, you know, wills and accounts and really seeing how they didn't have, like, um, I think my mom had a $10,000 um, Lincoln burial like type of insurance, but, you know, neither one of them really had any, you know, solid life insurance. And it, it was just an ordeal. And you're, like you say, you're grieving, um, but then you have to deal with that. And to me, that was an eye-opener for me. And it's just like, man, like, I'm, I never want, you know, my family or my kids to have to go through that. And it just, it, it kind of just, it created a light bulb or a sense of urgency to say, hey, look, you know, I need to take care of this because, it's my responsibility. It's not anybody else's responsibility. It's on me. And so everybody that's listening, please take a moment. You know, James is going to give you his contact information afterwards. Um, what what can hurt by having a conversation? You know, James, like, at the end of the day, I promise you, I think it will be the best, you know, however long, you know, 15, 30 minutes that you can spend during that day. I think it's very valuable. But, James, let me ask you this question. Um, sure. You know, in terms of, like, I'm sorry to keep switching gears so much, but in terms of financial education, you know, what are some of your ideas about how you're going to do that in a way that's going to attract people to be engaged, right? Because one of the things mm-hmm. we also see is, you know, we see people that are having these financial literacy seminars, and you have people in there going to sleep because they're like, oh, my God, this guy sounds like the, the clear-eyed man, and one, I don't know what he's talking about, <laughs> and it's <a> super <laughs> You know, we yeah. have to change that. We uh-huh. have to make we have to make money management sexy again. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's a great question, too, and it's one I've put a lot of thought into. And in my last job, um, spent quite a bit of time periodically traveling around the country doing financial education workshops. And so most of the audience was a mixed bag because I was working inside of retirement plans for big Fortune 500 companies. So I was seeing a really good cross-section of the population, both geographically, because I was traveling all over the country doing this, and also with uh, you know different ages and different career stages and all that stuff. So I've had some experience with this, but I think the key to it is to not ever do a workshop on anything you can Google the answer to. So then that sounds silly, but things that are sort of factual in na- and clinical in nature – are not the things that I'm interested particularly in doing workshops on. So I much rather focus on the issues of adulthood and the stuff that keeps people up at night and the, the things that stress people out. And that's the stuff I really am interested in talking about. So for example, you know, couples and money is a really big thing that comes up. You know, when young newlywed people get together or couples get together and are living together or whatever, you know, there's, a combining of your finances that happens or a merging of your finances. And there's all kinds of things that come out of that. 
everything from figuring out who pays the bills to, you know, what's an appropriate amount of money to spend without telling the other ones or, you know, whatever. And so that, that would be a really good workshop topic. It's something that, you know, I want to focus on with younger people because I think that's one they want to come to, right? Who doesn't want to hear about tips and tricks to, you know, stay married <laughs> when you're dealing with your Man, money. I, um, <laughs> you know, and so, and a lot of this stuff comes from experience for me, but not all of it. You know, there's things I'll have to, I have to research to put some of this material together, but I'll always tell a group too, that I'm not going to stand up there and tell you anything that I don't need to hear myself. You know, it's not, I'm not the guy that necessarily has all the answers because I'm living this life just like you are. But I've been around a while and I've seen enough other people's lives that I can help you learn from other people's mistakes um, and other stuff I've seen people do. And so, you know, those types of topics and other hot button types of issues for people like credit and debt is a big one, you know, figuring out how to repay student loans, particularly because it's so complicated. Um, to things like travel hacking, you know, and, and figuring out ways that you can travel places for less money. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be these dry clinical, you know, I'm going to now explain to you all the mechanics of how your 401k plan works. Like, there's plenty of stuff out there that does that already. I don't know how much value I can add in that space. But I feel like if we put on a event in our space and, you know, we have people come into the space and we give them, you know, refreshments and we have some networking at the beginning. And then I talk for 30 or 40 minutes about a topic that's, you know, interesting at least or relatable that people want to hear about. Um, you know, I think that will help if nothing else, bring some people into the space that can meet our advisors and get their questions answered. And hopefully, like I said, they learn something in the process. Um, but I also think that that will, um, trigger some people who realize that there are some areas where they need to get some help. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, if, if we're helping people, that's the test, right? That if, if what the work that we're doing is helping other people make positive changes in their life, then to me, that means we're doing it right. That's right. That's right. And, and just like you stated, you know, especially with that thing about being married, money in marriage, that's so key and that's so huge because, you know, Nobody really talks about that at all, in my opinion. And um, that's something that will start off, that will start or should create meaningful conversation. Um, and I think that's always good, right? It's always good to have that dialogue. And, and, and look at what you're doing, and if you want to compare it to what other people are doing, that's fine and good. But at the um, the most important thing is look at what you're doing, right? And 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 take the time to be aware and proactive about, exactly. hey, look, I know something needs to change, but I don't know yeah. what it is, but, hey, we're going to talk to somebody, and hopefully they, they can yeah. help us out a little bit. I think that's where it starts. I agree. Awareness is always the first step, and that's sometimes our job as, a, as an advisor is purely that. It's to just help people get organized. And sometimes through that process of getting organized, it's they, there's a sense of awareness that comes out of that once they can actually see everything they have going on in one place. Um, that's absolutely where we tend to want to start from with people. And I'm going to go back to something you said earlier, too, about entrepreneurship and people starting businesses, that there's a lot going on in the world of, you know, stuff about side hustles and starting businesses and all of that from the business side of it. But I've not seen a lot of uh, discussion around the personal finance implications of starting a business. Um, and that's one we want to focus on, where if you're thinking about starting a business, you need to be doing the, these things on the personal side of things to prepare for that, um, especially if you're married and have a family and all that other stuff, because they're going to be dependent upon you know the, this business just like you are. And so there's some things you can do to get your own financial house in order you know, before you head down that path of, of starting something new. So it's, it's going to be a lot of those kinds of things. And we're always open to ideas as well. So if there's things, topics and things out there that your audience wants to hear from, you know, please reach out to us and let us know that we're, we're always looking for new ideas. I'll tell you too, on the couples and money thing, that's been a popular topic that we're actually doing a segment on good day, Charlotte. I'm on Monday coming up. That is um, sort of a spoof on the newlywed game, but we'll have a couple on there um, being asked some money questions as newlyweds or as about to be newlyweds. And so that ought to be a pretty entertaining segment because seeing how they compare their own answers to these questions ought to be, you know, start stoke some conversation if nothing else. Oh yeah, that's going to be really good. That's funny. <laughs> That's a good. That's a really good idea. But and even the you know the um, conversation about being an entrepreneur, 
I think that's so key because you, unless you're like, you know, practically reading books or you have a mentor or something like that, you don't know what to do. You, you know you have this, you know, you have this vision and this dream and, you know, you kind of see in your mind where, where it will um, where it will lead you to, but you have no idea how to get there from a, a planning perspective, not just the, you know, how to start a business, but financially. Because, sure. you know, one of the big things is, is this going to be a side hustle or is I'm, am I going to, you know, do the Steve Harvey thing and just jump, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a meaningful conversation. I think everybody needs to hear that. Whether you are inspired to be an entrepreneur or not, you definitely need to have those type of skills. You know, so well, James, man, tell us how we can our the the listeners can get in touch with you. One, they can sure. go, hey, look, I want to I want you to have a conversation, and two, if I'm interested in becoming a part of your organization, that'd be great. So, for more information about Blueprint, you can visit www.planwithblueprint.com. And um, information about the firm and, and our advisory team and, and so forth is on there. Um, you can reach out to me directly if you'd like. Uh, my email address is jmatthews, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S, at planwithblueprint.com. Um, also, if you're interested in becoming an advisor at Blueprint, you can visit www.joinblueprint.com, and there's a careers button you can click on. It gives you a description of the role and what we're looking for in our advisors, and you can apply directly right there on the website. And uh, we encourage, you know, if you're a financial advisor who's early in your career and who's frustrated by not being able to serve the clients that you want to serve or that you want to work with your peers, you know, we would be happy to speak with you about what we're doing and, and see if you're a good fit and if we're a good fit for you. Awesome, awesome. James, man, I, I, again, I really appreciate you just taking time out of your day and coming and talking to us and sharing your vision and sharing what you guys are doing in the community. Um, as I said before, I think this is absolutely amazing. It's going to completely um, turn the industry upside down in a good way. And um, much success to you and your firm. I know we'll definitely be in conversation beyond this point, and I want you to come back. Maybe we can set something up where you come on, I don't know whether once a month or every other month or whatever, but I think you have viable information and engaging information that people need to hear from multiple channels. So I would love to well, have it'll you. Be my pl- it'd be my pleasure. Thank you so much, Ira. I appreciate you having me, and I would look forward to speaking with you again. Awesome. Thanks, sir. That was James Matthews from Blueprint. Again, a new financial advisor firm that's making waves in the industry. You know, they're doing things differently. They're targeting different people. They're approaching, you know, financial education differently. I love that thing he said about, you know, that the type of, um, you know, workshops that he's doing is not something that you can Google. You know, that right there blew my mind because, again, it makes so much sense. Nobody, so much sense. Nobody wants to sit there and, you know, listen to things that you can Google on your phone. Um, but he's talking about real-life situations, things that keep you up at night, and we all have those. Um, so I think that's always a good thing. We can tap into the mind and tap into the heart of people and really help ease some of those pains. Um, and, and, again, not saying you have all the answers, but maybe something I said can give you some type of encouragement or some type of motivation to learn more or some type of hope. Um, you know, so And I think if that's what we're doing, then we're succeeding, right? Even if you're talking to a group of 100 people and you help one person, you give one person some type of hope or some type of encouragement, you've done your job. Sometimes you don't need to affect the whole mass. Just that one person that needs to hear your voice. And we all have that ability to do that. Um, you know, what, like we say on the show, you know, and this can go from credit, money management, retirement, you know, anything you can think of. Once you obtain your goal, and you learn how to maintain it, you explain it, right? You go to somebody who is maybe ignorant and, and not, not even using a negative way, but they're, they're less knowledgeable about that topic than you are, and you talk to them and you help them. If each one of us does that, then we can help each other, right? We're not just sitting in a, a, a space where we're hoarding all the information, but we're teaching everyone around us 
Therefore, we're building up our communities. We're building up our states. We're building up this great, you know, United States of America that we live in. And we're not just doing it for us, but we're doing it for our offspring. We're doing it, um, you know, for the generation behind us. And we're leaving a legacy of caring and empathy and sharing and just being concerned about other people's plight other than our own. You know, so that's the show. And, you know, again, I really appreciate everybody's support. I appreciate the the phone calls and the emails. And, um, you know, this is our next six months of this show. And we're going to keep bringing you good guests that are doing things in the community and shaking the pot and engaged and, and educating and empowering people. That's our whole mission of this show, um, not to condemn you, not to judge you, but to empower you, right? And we're going to challenge you, though. And I think that's an important part of it, too, because you need somebody to tell you you can do it. Now, get up and do it, right? Um, because guess what? These are important things that we're talking about. Sometimes these can be, you know, things that can really affect your life in a positive or negative way, especially life insurance, right? Especially setting yourself up for success financially. All of those things are, are situations that can really impact your life if you do them the right way and if you have the right dedication to those causes. So, Again, we'll see you back here next Thursday, 7 p.m. on the iTalk Credit Show. I appreciate you. Go out and give somebody a hug today and give somebody a compliment, right? Have a wonderful evening. God bless you.